Do you want to hear the greatest story? Yeah, I do. Oh my god, Bon Jovi sound checking. We got to see this. But then we hear um, the guy whistling into a microphone. Yeah, it was John, and he goes, "The kids can stay." We're like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> nice. Thanks, thanks, Johnny. It was a small theatre, and we went upstairs, and there was a photo of Dire Straits, who did their very first rock blast there in 1982, oh, wow. which was just so cool. Yeah. So these bikies got in touch with us, give us 500 bucks so you don't get your singer back. <laughs> Holy shit. Welcome everyone, you are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. This is an interview style podcast where I talk with musicians, performers and sometimes wrestlers. I am your host, the Sizz Dog. Thanks for joining me. I'm sick again, man. Sick again. I reckon this is the third time this winter I've gotten an ear infection and uh, it sucks. I'm not sure if you've ever had an ear infection, but uh, the best way I can describe it is like, say you've gone swimming and you've gotten water in your ear and instead of jumping up and down on one leg to get it out, you've just left it in there. And now that's the sensation that I have in my head 24 hours a day. It's awful. And so, oh, and to add, add to that, a heightened uh, tinnitus as well, when it's nice and quiet. It's just this ringing, man. I mean, all musos have that ringing in your ears, but um, when you've got an ear infection, it's just a little bit worse, you know? So uh, if that sounds like a good time for you, man, I recommend the ear infection. It's an absolute blast. <laughs> oh, this week on the pod, I caught up with Voya, guitar player for Bad Moon Born and Delacoma. We had a great chat. We spoke about uh, many aspects of Voya's career, uh, including a pretty funny story, actually, of how while he was on tour supporting Skid Row, uh, the lads in Skid Row decided to nab one of his performing techniques. So uh, you'll have to keep listening to find out which one. Art of Touring is brought to you every single week on uh, Friday, and you can listen to Art of Touring on iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts app, um, Spotify even. Um, it's everywhere. And remember, Art of Touring is part of the A Lot of Green podcast network, uh, and you can check out all of the awesome podcasts on their network at www.alotofgreen.com.au. I might have to get in contact with that guy because I haven't heard from him from a few months. I might be promoting a website that's debunked. That'd be classic, sis. Here, check out all these podcasts on on this network, which doesn't exist. This is a real one, not like the sponsors that aren't real. This, this does exist, a lot of green.com.au. I'll to check it out. You know what? You know, check it out. Tell me if we're still on there. That'd be sweet. Hey, guys, tell friends about this podcast. Tell your mum. Hey, mum, have you heard of the art of touring? It's good. You should check it out. They've got lots of interviews with musicians. Some you've heard of, some you haven't. And it's a blast, mum. You should check out the pod. Just tell your mum about the pod. That's one more listener, man. And that's all it takes to change the world. Hey, listen, guys, there is a little bit of coarse language this week in the pod. So uh, if you are listening with kids, it might be a good idea to throw on Barbie in the secret door. And then once they're dropped off at kindergarten, put Art of Turing back on. All right. Now let's take a moment to hear from this week's sponsor. You know, you can be all the things you've always wanted to be. Beautiful. Sexy. Easiest one, two, three. Just let your soul go. Just let it shine through. Just let your soul go, baby. Feel it all. 
Episode 69 of The Art of Touring is brought to you by Soul Glow. Are you after a hair product that's so powerful it'll leave a massive sweat patch on any sofa you sit on? Do you want your curls to look extra silky smooth? Then just grab some Soul Glow. It'll give you the confidence to take on the 80s like no other hair product out there. Just so you know, Art of Touring is hosted by Wooshka. If you'd like to listen on your desktop, you can just Google Art of Touring and follow the links to the Wooshka homepage. Uh, and uh, before we hear my interview this week with Voya, I'd like to share with you some of his music. This is a track called Alive uh, from his band Bad Moon Born. Check it out. a taste of Alive from Bad Moon Born. Uh, and now, without any further delays, let's hear my chat with Voya, guitar player for Bad Moon Born. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. I'm sitting here in uh, Abbotsford once more at Laneway Studios. And uh, this evening, I'm talking with guitar player Voya. How are you, Voya? I'm good, Sis. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm excellent. I, uh, I was mentioning earlier, I've, I've had a pretty cruisy day. So, mm. usually on, on a weeknight, I'm, I'm pretty stressed because I've been teaching all day. But today, I was just, just chilling out in the new building at school, just taking it all yeah. in. You look relaxed, so yeah. that's made me more relaxed. So. Yeah, that's good. Apparently not as relaxed as you were last week, though. No, yeah, we got too relaxed last week. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, I'll start off the pod like I do every week, and that is, um, uh, where are you from, mate? Where did you grow up? Grew up in a place called George's Hall in Sydney, and uh, right next to Bankstown Airport, actually, and yeah, that's where everything kind of started. Like the castle, like right next to the airport. Yeah, pre- like <laughs> one block away, yeah. Really? Yeah. So plain Not, not the massive airport, it was like little airport, but it was yeah. still, you just kind of zone them out after a while. Really? Though. Yeah, I kind of miss the sound of them now. Really? <laughs> yeah. How often do the planes go past? Oh, so often you won't hey, even yeah, notice you, it. <laughs> yeah, I'm legit, you 
It just becomes a part of you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so yeah. it was kind of like the castle meets everybody loves Raymond because I had my grandparents on the corner. And, really? Yeah, and then cousins <laughs> down the road. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. So that, yeah. And so you were there, um, uh, yeah, like did you come from a big family or? Not really. It's most of the families overseas in Serbian background. and Okay. Yeah, so grandparents were here and then yeah. my immediate family and a couple of cousins and everyone was kind of on that block, really. Really? Yeah. Like a uh, like a little village. <laughs> I guess that's how they'd been used to it for centuries. So. Yeah, they'll just keep everyone in the same area. Why not? Why not? Yeah. I've kind of broken the spell now, I guess. Yeah, we're moving down here. Yeah. 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 It's good, though. Yeah. Um, and so, any brothers or sisters? I have a younger sister. Yeah? Yeah. Is she into music smarter as well? Than smarter than you? Yeah, much. <laughs> Why do you say that? Oh, she's just very... You can't win an argument with her. Oh, really? She's witty and quick and ah. I'm kind of how you were last week all the time. Yeah, just <laughs> spaced out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Far out. No, but no, she's not... She's very into music, but she doesn't actually play. But our... Um, I actually started playing one of her guitars that was bought for her, and then I just liked it more, I guess. Oh, that's how you first picked up the instrument, because it no, was actually... I, I, how I started was um, I was into just all sorts of music, whatever was on radio and that, and yeah. I, my dad was strictly like Led Zeppelin's the best band. This is all you should listen to and whatever. Ah. And I never really played anything till I got... I tried guitar a bit, and... I uh, got to high school and I walked in, saw the high school band playing like Toxicity and all this Metallica and whatever, and I was just blown away. So I started playing drums for a few years, actually. Yeah, right. And then um, kept playing, like had a high school band happening and all that sort of stuff. And then just uh, so one day I was wearing a Black Sabbath shirt. Sure. And I was mowing the lawn weekly as I did. Right. And because the airport fumes must make the grass grow faster or something. <laughs> but um, this neighbor that I barely ever saw comes up to me. He's like, you must watch Rage tonight. There's all these um, awesome hair bands and shreddy stuff. And I'm like, all right, watched it. Oh. Got into, I, I know, I just remember the darkness super strong that night. And oh, that just like, darkness, and man. I'm like, fuck, I want to play guitar really bad. Yeah. And that just stuck with me. How old were you at this point? 14 or so that's a perfect age yeah it just completely took over yeah yeah and then what's crazy is within that year coca-cola had a label competition where you'd win a guitar and amp all oh, right i sent in two and i get an email in a week and it's like you have won a guitar and that's since then that's i've haven't put guitar down oh my gosh yeah you freaky. only entered two entries and you won yeah <laughs> and i had a friend i remember who played guitar and entered heaps and heaps, heaps and heaps. so i don't know just got lucky. I guess it's destiny, yeah. It feels like it's destiny. Yeah. Uh, and I've just... Meant to play, I've mate. been drinking Coke every day and <laughs> I do not work for them. No, no, not a, pay, not a paid sponsorship. This is like Wayne's World now. Right? All the sponsorships on The Art of Touring are all made up by me each week because there are no sponsors. But if you are... Hey, Coke, if you're listening, yeah. you want to throw me five bucks a week, I'll gladly <laughs> say that I drink Coke all the time. <laughs> Yeah. There you go. No, yeah, since then it's What just, guitar was it? It was like this Strat copy. Oh, yeah? Which sadly I've butchered because I tried putting a Floyd Rose on it by myself and all <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I went through a phase. Yeah. 
But I've got the body and neck laying around somewhere. Still there. Should have kept that as one piece. So. Yeah, yeah. But I guess that's where it all... That's started. how it all started and then just kept going since then. Yeah. And so were you one of those cats that like taught themselves or you went and got some lessons or YouTube? Um, like Most of it was by myself. And then there was a point where I was... I thought I was getting pretty decent by myself and then... Because our high school didn't really have much of a music program at all. Or like oh, okay. All the speakers were constantly stabbed with pencil holes and oh, really? the drum kits, people would beat the shit out of them with whatever they had in there. Like it was like not really a setup. Right. And we'd still... And then we just got this teacher out of nowhere who yeah. was just this freak on guitar. Ah. And I was like, oh, check me out. I'm decent. He's like, you got a long way. <laughs> and then he just pulled out some Pantera and stuff and he's... Yeah very John Petrucci style licks and he smart dude and that just since he'd show me stuff and yeah that really took it to the next level and then so it was more just kind of like a casual like oh check this out like when he had spare five minutes or whatever it wasn't a yeah. structured lesson or anything no like and that. Then eventually it did become structured and oh then, right right so but for the first few years of my playing it was all just self-taught just sitting at my desk computer and going through ultimate guitar non-stop and just sure. learning as many songs as i could yeah right and that was it for years yeah and did you start playing in a band in high school yeah yeah like well, a med- a med- like few of us as soon as we saw that high school band we we're like we need to do this and actually john the drummer nick um the bass player in the band we're still in bad moon ball now we've been together since high school right and yeah that's it's crazy how that's happened and it's been like 10 years now longer than 10 years actually is that the first name of the band no or? it's gone through like so many. i what think was the, the first, first one? one was redemption oh, then really? it was then it was the kinetic theory the kinetic theory and then it, then it was rattlesnake for ages when we were in our glam phase nice <laughs> Redemption's a good one. My my first yeah. band name uh, in high school was a it was a hemoglobin, but our uh, yeah right. <laughs> That's pretty decent. It's though. not too bad. Yeah. But the the name of our first EP or, yeah. and only EP, yeah. <laughs> which I printed at home, yeah. you know, was called Recess Redemption. <laughs> so there you go. Bit of another. Destined connection here. There you go, mate. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Redemption. No, that's a good name. Um, the only hard thing with names like that is you search them and there's oh, a billion. Yes. That's why when we thought of this one, we were like, looked it up everywhere. Nothing. Nothing. We can up. just name things dot bad moon born and it's it's free. So it's that's free. That's a huge thing. Yeah, massive. That's massive a thing. first world 21st century problem i think <laughs> yeah big time <laughs> yeah and i love those stories of like when bigger bands like audio slave wanted to call oh. themselves audio slave and there was already a band yeah. called that and they just gave them what like ten thousand yeah. dollars whatever it was <laughs> yeah. and he said, have a whole bunch of money yeah. we want your band name that is like, a really good name and a really yeah. good that's like one of my favorite bands as well oh yeah such a good such so a good, good band yeah 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 even with um skid row with so gary moore's old skid row then the other the one with Sebastian Bach and all them. They, sure. So that was already there as well. And I think their label had to buy it out. Oh. So similar. Must have happened. With the name. Yeah. Yeah, right. There you go. Well, so that's what, the, as the tale goes. As the tale goes. Um, and so you're playing in high school um, yep. with the guys that eventually will become Bad Moonborn. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, who was writing the tunes? Were you like writing them all together, or was there one person that kind of drive the driving force of the band? No, it was all kind of together. 
Pardon me. It was all together till we got to. So, me and the drummer and the bass player eventually went to JMC, mm. and so since then it was I don't know we we're just mainly doing covers and then the old singer was doing. He actually wrote a lot. Now that I think of it, yeah. And we'd just do little recordings by ourselves at home. And I remember listening back to one of them, and I was like, "Oh man, this is hard to listen to." Yeah, right. Like, it's the songs are all pretty decent, but the recording quality on your own when you don't know what you're what doing, you're doing is, is like, yeah. "Oh man." But it's still, it's good. It's good having that. And yeah. so they, we'd all kind of write. And for the past few years, the writing methods kind of been. Um, I'll have kind of a whole instrumental thing mapped out. Sure. And then it's either that or the singer used to have just chords and a melody for the whole structure. Yeah. He'd send it to me and I'd turn the chords into riffy sections that would outline the chords and stuff like that. Right, right. And then kind of dress it up, program drums and all that. Then I'd take it to the band and then they'd add their own... I'd do this fill or the bass player would be like, I'd rather go to this harmony note and what. Right. And then, so it would kind of work like that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And that was um, the way you kind of made your music. Yeah, and that's how it's been going for a few years now and that's probably the easiest way for us to... Because we've been playing together for so long and that's the method we're used to now. So yeah, yeah. I can't imagine doing it really any other way. And did you mention there was a lineup change at one point? There's been a few. Yeah. There's been... um. So through high school, there was like a bit of changing stuff, but the longest... So when we were called Rattlesnake, it was me, Frank, Nick and John, and we were a four-piece for ages. Mm. Then when we... So we were doing that for a few years and gigging all around every Sydney venue for ages and doing all that stuff. Then we wanted to get a bit more modern, and that's when we went to Bad Moon Born. Okay. And... So when we wrote that, I added so many guitar parts in that. We're like, we need another guitar player now. Right. I had a friend called Ned for ages I used to jam with and that just worked, got him. Yeah. And then the most recent, Frank um, left the band recently and we've got Jordan now, Jordan Von Gray, who was in Cults of Vice and Carmeria. Oh, yeah, I played with Cults of Vice. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. going to be singing on the next shows and the next EP we got. Yeah, right on. There you mm. go. Um, and so since you've moved down here, um, are the other boys moving down here too? Or are you just going to go back up there when they've got a show? Yeah. Or that's because um, the past few tours and stuff we've done all, uh, we've really just, we used to, so we used to have a rehearsal room that we'd permanently have. Yeah. And we'd just go there two nights every single week and just rehearse everything nonstop. Right. And then... After that ended, we just kind of meet up before a tour, a few shows or whatever, and rehearse for that week, and we were okay with it. Oh yeah, nice. Well, especially because you were saying that, like, you know, the the singer would kind of have an idea, or you would have an idea, yeah. and you could just kind of send it around to each That's other. It. I'd have like the yeah. color of everything mapped out, the structure, mm. even the individual stems of parts, and it's like, yeah, it's how it works now. So even from like this last EP we've been working on, I've kind of put together. And then we've sent it there. Then they all came here. Yes. We worked on it. Now I'm going back there and we're going to re-record it all properly and that's it. Yeah. Keeps us busy, I guess. So because you mentioned that you have some experience with recording. When when did all that start for you? Uh, When I went to JMC. Because there was a little 
segment of it that was um, learning recording and like film scoring and all that sort of stuff. Oh, okay. And then that just, that's just the world I wanted to really get into and just started recording, recording everything I could for us. And I think a lot of it started because we could never really afford to really go get good recordings all the time. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to demo, like, I find a big thing with working with people is if you can't give them a first impression of your ideas that a lot of ideas that are strong that you feel they get thrown away if you can't show the whole broad spectrum straight away. Right, yeah, So that's why I've kind of just dove deep into it and I've been recording a bunch of people here now and... yeah. What's your setup, Pro Tools? Nah, I was using Pro Tools for a while. Now I'm on Logic. Oh, Logic, Just because yeah. it handles... I don't know, the Mac just handles it better. Yeah, right, right. So, and a lot of the skills would kind of transfer over yeah, anyway. Yeah, they do. Pretty intuitive. Yeah. Yeah, right on. Um, I think that's I think that's something everyone can get into easily now. It's like mm. you've got... Just get a good interface and everything's there. Yeah, and it just helps with writing so much more. Oh, big time. Yeah, especially if you can like kind of lay down, you know, the meat and potatoes of a track before yeah. before you've even had to worry about getting anyone else's input and exactly. go, look, well, this was the vision, you know, then you yeah. know, see if you want to fuck with it or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, nice one. Yeah. Um, and so during that time uh, when you're kind of coming up in the scene, um, mm. uh, w- what were like the biggest challenges that you faced? Because I know you said you kind of tried out you called yourselves Rattlesnake for a while. Yeah. Like, was the music vastly different compared to what you're kind of doing now or was it kind of similar or...? It was kind of uh, Van Halen and Bon Jovi influenced. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Just epic sort of stuff and... Yeah. But not executed correctly, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, everyone, what made you change your mind and go, oh, let's go a bit more modern rock? Just, I don't know, just got over it. We yeah, just, right. We just grew up, like... Because that's all we kind of knew musically as well at that. Well, the bass player was always like, oh, I'm not into that. And we're like, no, nah, this is the best. And then he's like, get into like Audio Slave and Rage and all that. Sure. And then I know we just grew up and then we were like, man, this stuff's way better. And he's like, I've been telling you for years. <laughs> <laughs> like Soundgarden and Alice in Chains and Stone Temple. That's yeah. just massive for us now. Yeah, right. But even just just to be current, it's... um it'd be nice to play on a more current scene and festivals with yeah just important got to keep up with that i think as well yeah nice one um and so in that time like how many releases have you guys had like uh, how many albums or eps um, so rattlesnake did one ep mm-hmm. which we did ourselves and so that pretty much opened the doors for gigging for us everywhere. Just sent that out to every promoter and all that stuff. And then we started getting gigs from, even though it wasn't the best of recording, but sure, yeah. started getting heaps of gigs from that. And then with Bad Moon Born, we've only done two EPs. One is five track and one six track. Okay. Yeah. Now we're going to do another four or five track one, depending on how it goes. Yeah, nice. Then, yeah. Cool. So not too much, really, but yeah, yeah, we've gotten good mileage out of them. Because like Bam Moonborn's really only been a band for about five years, isn't it? Probably three, four. Oh, okay, yeah, so, so it's still pretty fresh. Well, to yeah. have that amount of um, stuff is pretty good for that period, especially yeah. how much it costs to, oh, to put stuff out. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's where, like now this tour's coming up and we've all kind of forgot to save for it and it's like... Oh. Yeah, right. So tell so, us about the tour. 
So the tour we're doing with Buckcherry and Hardcore Superstar around Australia mm-hmm. in October. No, October 8th. I had these in Perth and then yeah, can't remember the rest. I've got to look at it. Yeah, so it starts in Perth. It and starts in Perth, goes to Adelaide, then Melbourne, right. Queensland, then Sydney. Oh, okay. And that's from October 8th till 13th and that's probably going to be the biggest shows we've done. Nice. Yeah, that'll be great. How did you hook those ones up? No, oh, we've been getting them through Silverback Touring. Oh, okay, yeah. So he's been bringing out some awesome bands that are in that realm for us and heaps of the bands we play with. And Mm. what was the first one? I think the first one we did for Silverback was... I can't remember if it was Hardcore Superstar. But we got um, Theory of a Dead Man after and Pop Evil and Skid Row and since then it's just been... Yeah. growing more and it's been really good for us so like the the support band gig like in my mind for years i i just really romanticized that spot yeah because yeah. you go to see bands for years and years and, yeah. you, and you see the support band you're like man i could do that yeah yeah oh these guys like not to bury no, anyone but like you go feeling. oh yeah. man they suck yeah <laughs> i could totally do that better than that right yeah, yeah. how did they get the spot right and then, like, the one support spot I did eventually get, it was literally just by chance, mm. you know, um, with my old band Smokestack. We, yeah. we got a support spot with um, Thirsty Merc. Yeah. Um, completely, two completely different acts. Yeah. But at the same time, we hit it off. We, we met and stuff. Yeah. And, and I was like, you know, we, we got to play, like, you know, one of their shows in Collingwood and then another one of their shows in Ferntree Gully. Yeah. Um, and we got paid, like less than what I you would expect yeah. for a support spot and you literally have like no sound check, like line check and that's about it. Yeah. And it's pretty you're pretty much the the bottom of the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. you, it's you, it's a privilege for you to get to play and warm up the crowd yeah. for our show kind of thing. Not putting those guys under or anything like that. No, like I was super appreciative of it. Yeah. But I didn't see it like that as a punter. Yeah, when you're sitting in the crowd, crowd watching, you're like, yeah. man, I want to get on that stage yes. and that's like <laughs> what I'm waiting for my whole life. Exactly. And then the you reality get, you get there, everything's running late. Yeah. You just... You don't get time to eat or anything. No. Yeah. Like you said, well, I don't think we've had one sound check for the last two years on these. No. But that's, that's, I don't know, I've just learned that Yeah. every band, because even they're late or something happens and then uh. obviously it's their show, so yeah, yeah. they need to do it. And at the same time, we've gotten used to playing without sound checking. Well, that's it. So we just have to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like- and there's so many times like when you're just playing a regular show anyway, if you're middle on the bill or even first. Oh, the sound check. You do a sound check, then it's worse than it was. Then I'm yeah, like, exactly. It's better not to have expectations sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like going, to a part- like going to a party thinking it's going to be the best. Yeah, yeah. And then you always get let down with high expectations. 100%. Or if you're like, I remember we work break up one year it just went off and every year since then we were like how do we recapture that night it's (laughs) never been as good you can't compare it to that you just can't yeah yeah you have to go into everything without expectation yeah that's it um well talking about all those support shows that that you've done um is there any one that kind of sticks out that you'd like you think well that was really like a really fun night and like the crowd even though they weren't there to see you were like yeah. really dialed into what you guys were doing um yeah the skid row ones were really good yeah pretty much all of those ones were good but i must oh, on all those shows the crowds 
been pretty decent for all those supports. Yeah. I feel, I don't know. It feels like they've been there earlier on or something or, mm. and, um, no, the Skid Row ones were cool because the crowd was super into it and yeah, like the dudes were actually side of stage watching most of the time as well. And I'm like, that's that's really sweet. Some of the others don't even really talk or anything, yeah, like yeah. two words, and it's like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> I'm gonna see you in the next state in like an hour. You might as well say good day. <laughs> yeah, just like have a drink or something. But yeah, so that was nice and that was yeah, it was good. Has any of them ever like invited you on stage for their set? No. No, that's not That's happened. what I was hoping for that. Yeah. I'm always kind of prepared for that, but... <laughs> yeah, so especially if they're watching, like, oh, yeah. maybe they're going to get us up, yeah. you know? Because <laughs> sometimes that happens at big shows, you know, yeah. like a support act comes out and they that's, go, oh, That's welcome. another thing yeah. off the bucket list that needs to happen. 100%, yeah. But, um, yeah, man. Far out. Yeah, so the Skid Row one, actually. So me and Ned used to do this. We used to do Immigrant Song, then have a big jam, like, guitar jewel thing. yeah. And they were like, the first night, they were like, man, that guitar jewel thing was sick. And then the second night, they had a massive guitar jewel in one of their <laughs> songs. And I was like, oh, man. They were stealing your And everyone's stick. like, oh, that was so good. And I was like, fuck. Damn. Had yeah. you done it again that- Yeah, that- we did it every night of the tour. So it was clear that there <laughs> <Yeah>. was- <laughs> Well, I don't know. I could be super paranoid, but it definitely felt a bit sus. Dude, you've- I would take that in the win column for you, 100%. Yeah, that's- especially because they weren't doing it before and then yeah. they saw you guys doing yeah, yeah. it. Like, oh, that works. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves a good guitar jewel. 100%. Crossroads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Far out, man. Oh, that's a great story. Oh. And so um, now you were mentioning earlier that you've, um, you've got uh, an EP coming out. Yeah. Um, is that going to be like ready for October so that when you're touring around with Buckcherry, you'll be able to have that yeah. at the shows and stuff? That's the aim. That's the aim? Yeah, but as we've spoken about, everything's always... There's, yeah. That's the aim. That's that's the goal. Yeah. I'm going to Sydney in a few days and we're going to record everything and yeah. then I'm going to mix it all and just... Send, send it off to be Work my somewhere. ass off. Yes. Yeah. No sleep and... Yeah, right. But that's the, yeah. I did, that'd be nice to have because it's a different singer now and an, I'd like to have new songs out with him for everyone to hear that mm. prior to the tour. What happened to the other singer? Why was it? Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, it's just, I think we've just grown into separate sort of things and mm. he's, I don't think, um, it's just sometimes that I feel like that sort of stuff gets extremely draining and it's, We've right. had some stuff throughout, like, the touring and going overseas and yeah, yeah. financial stuff, and it's just, like, you don't get a lot of return out of how much you put in. And yeah. that, that eventually just... Gets tired. Yeah, and it's no nothing bad. To, it's just, like, I don't think he's up for just sacrificing that. That kind of thing, And yeah. it's fair enough. Like, we've been doing it for years and years, and it's, like, yeah. the most minimal return out of, like doing it almost every day yeah right so it's i've had heaps of moments where i'm like man this is i think all of us do though 100 percent, man but i'm just like i don't really enjoy anything else this much so yeah yeah stuck with it now and i'm yeah well you, you said you went overseas when when did you go over there we went over i think the first time three years ago we went to la yes and we did some showcases and stuff there and played Viper and Whiskey and all that and had some fun with that stuff. And then yeah. 
we met a producer there called Cato who did Pretty Reckless and he worked on Breaking Benjamin and Paramore and stuff like that Mm. and then we went back a year later and did a single Alive with him and then went back again not long after and did the last EP Mm -hmm. and that like another thing that happened that was all going pretty well and he was keen to have us on one of his labels that he was starting yeah and then a few months after that his father passed away and then that delayed the mixing and that then a few months after that he passed away in a motorbike accident oh my god and it was just like and then we were just like oh what do we kind of do with this stuff in a minute and that just kind of halted the whole progress we had in the states happening and far out yeah that's full on man yeah it's intense really intense yeah out of nowhere but yeah yeah it's and i'm so, sure that there was some like pretty reckless he's been working with that band since day one and yeah i'd imagine that would have hit them super hard yeah right but that's mm. part of life i guess well unfortunately I mean, unfortunately yeah we're all we've all got that um destiny in front yeah. of us yeah we can't escape it but it's no. especially um difficult when it comes out of you know the blue you know yeah 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 so um, no I, I guess that would have mm. made some situations in even our band like yeah everything was just kind of in limbo and then yeah so now where we're at is just right completely new vibe it's like super different to what it was it's mm. tune lower get heavier and yeah see how that goes now yeah nice. i feel like every ep has been very different in sound yeah. as well so I'm keen for it. Was there an artistic reason that you've decided just to go with EPs or was it more just financially, like it's easy just to lay down five tracks as opposed think, to ten? I'd, I'd actually like to just do singles now. Yeah, right. Just by going what, not necessarily just by what rock's doing because other genres, rock is still doing quite well, but I think the more modern metal scene and pop and stuff like that, the way they're releasing stuff is all just singles. It really is, yeah. And... I don't think there's anything wrong with that, man. Like, no, I don't either. Um, Most people listen to playlists and stuff like that exactly. now, and it's like... Yeah. And if you really love the artist, you'll listen to an album. Which, That's right. Which I'll do still occasionally, but yeah. I find most of my new stuff out of one song, really. And Yeah. So... Yeah, I had an artist on um, very early in the Art of Touring days, mm. a guy called Craig Johnson, but his moniker is Delsinki or Delsinki yeah. Records, and um, he released an album uh, last year, and then... Um, crowdfunded it yeah. to make it on vinyl and all of the stuff on that album was mm. single releases yeah um, and he would just release stuff once every six three to six months yeah it keeps more hype going and yeah. gives you something to do yeah it's like oh now this next song let's mix master yeah. a video done yeah and then and oh that's, that's done now let's do another yeah. one and you kind of get the it's like a I don't know, the analogy I can think of now is like a reverb tail out or something. You get that impact at first and then yeah. it kind of fades away people's attention to it because there's so much information from everywhere coming yeah. at you. It feels like genres, popularity changes a fortnight now. Yeah. And it's like, so doing it that way I feels right, but it's mm. everyone's got different ideas for it and yeah. we're just trying to find a middle ground where everyone's happy and yeah. management and whatever else and... Yeah. 
you go. But ideally, I think singles are the way to go at the moment. Sure. And I think you have to adapt to what's happening in the moment. Most definitely. Like, no matter what genre you're doing, that's... Yeah. It seems the way to do it. Like you said, put, like, all that effort into one and Mm. really get it out there, but... Yeah. EP will do for now. (laughs) Yeah, cool thing, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we'll have trouble writing more. What's the first single off the EP? The new one? Yeah. I don't know yet. We don't know yet. Yeah, no, right. We'll see. I did we'll, we'll know when they stand out. Oh, yeah, nice, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I did have a little look-see on your, um, your socials this mm. afternoon and um, there was one video that kind of t- took, like, my attention and, and that was, um, it was, like, shot in, like, a, a kind of, like, a rough-looking room with, like, all this, like, graffiti everywhere yeah. and you'd lit, in like, lit like this guitar on fire and like you started smashing it up against the wall yeah yeah what was that for <laughs> that was the last single off the last ep it was yeah so that that's actually my parents house that and they're knocked down and rebuilding it and the drum like the week before the drum we were trying to think of where we still haven't had plans for the video clip right and then the drummer's like why don't we just like fuck up your house and graffiti and that and while I'm like that's genius <laughs> it's gonna get knocked down anyway yeah and we just absolutely graffitied it and oh, just smashed just them went and like bought a bunch of paint cans yeah and just, just spent yeah like a hundred bucks on paint and, <laughs> which is quite low budget in the scheme of most yeah, and then yeah. Frank actually filmed all of them and we just sent it to get edited and that was it yeah nice and it was simple and it's interesting few people have been like that one's stood out in a weird way what's the song called war is one war is one yeah nice well I, around about this time i usually ask the artist what song you would like me to play as like a little bit of a preview of mm. of um who we've been talking to w- would that song be the one you'd, you'd choose Ooh, i reckon alive oh we'll go alive instead I reckon that one's that's a strong strong strongest song stronger song yeah nice one i will heard a little bit of that as well that one was actually the first single off that ep oh okay so that one's that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Is there a video clip attached to that as there well? Is, yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. That one, I think that one was special for us because that was our first. That was the. So we went, did that showcase, and then when we yeah. went back to the states, we were like, "Here's all the demos we've worked on," and the producers like, "You guys need to just really work on everything else." He's like, "None of these songs are good enough." Huh. And we're like, oh, shit. And then he heard that one and he's like, that one's pretty cool. Right. And that just stood out. And and there was this part. So the, I had this like kind of guitar part that sounded like The Edge but a bit more intense. Mm-hmm. That kind of delayish thing sitting through the whole thing. And that was like the basis of the whole song. Right. And he's like, all right, set up and play in the room. And we played it through. And he's like, I really like the song, except there's one guitar part that's super fucking annoying. And I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, that needs to go immediately. And I was like, man, that was like the basis of the whole, whole song. song. And there was one riff that came at the end of the bridge. And he's like, that's the best part. And he's like, that's going to be the intro. It's going to be throughout the chorus. And that's kind of carries the whole song now. And I was like, really? that sounds, yeah. So I know there was just this good feeling between all of us of just birthing that song yeah and that's why i think that one's special we're all really excited to be there and yeah just hear that come alive out of nowhere no pun intended yeah i really nice. hate puns no that worked <laughs> yeah <laughs> that worked really well oh thank you um 
That's bizarre, man, because like I've worked with yeah. producers before and sometimes you're like, what the fuck are yeah, you doing yeah. in my song? Yeah, yeah. Or our song or whatever. No, we were pretty open. Well, yeah. And luckily, because it really I think it, worked. yeah. At first I was like, oh, that's super heartbreaking because it all started off that, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You do really kind of have to um, yeah. allow that to be. Uh, you have to, yeah. Be open to it, yeah. to, to making changes to it and stuff like that. Well, um. Well, yeah, so we'll have heard a little bit of a live um, from that EP. Um, and also, uh, before we finish up, I think maybe we should talk on the gig that we've got coming up. Yes, yeah. on the 31st at Corner Hotel for That's the Pearl Jam tribute. Yeah. So I'm super keen because I've been a Pearl Jam fan for ages. Have you really? Yeah. What's your favourite Pearl Jam record? Ten. I'm, yeah, ten. I, lo- I don't know. There's just hooks all over and the riffs yeah. are... Yeah. I actually love Temple of the Dog Heaps. Oh, really? Oh, man. We were talking about doing that as well. That'd be... I mean, if you're doing that. Oh, really? hundred <laughs> oh, percent. <laughs> okay, cool. Reach Down on that. That song, Reach Down, is yeah. just mind-blowing. Oh, there's so many mind-blowing tracks. But yeah. yeah, that gig's... I'm looking forward to it heaps. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, and I love that song, um, All Night Thing, as well, yeah. on that record. There's so many good songs. And, yeah. it's, and I think I was looking at, like, what year it was made, and it was, like, the, released the same year as Bad Motorfinger, and I'm like, yeah. how did he have time to write all this? And I know. Do release this and work with it. And they did 10, like, that year or the year after or something yeah. as well. Yeah. Super creative moment. Yeah. In, Special. Um, in music, yeah. yeah. So um, cool. Can, that'll be, I've never played Corner as well, so... and. I, I don't think I've even been there. I, I've only been there a handful of times. Yeah, um, everyone's like telling me it's an amazing room, though. Well, it's, it's the Corner Hotel. Like it's got so much um, history, and it's no Bankstown Airport, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back home. I love it. Oh shit! And so obviously, um, on the night you'll be um, uh, uh, slinging guitar duties for Delacoma. Yes, sir. Who was the um, the the guest a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Um, and uh, how long have you been playing with Dell? Oh, a few years. I used to actually play. His band, Sunset Riot, was actually the first dudes to give us a gig in Sydney. Right. It was really hard to get anyone to let us play with him, and they just did, and since then it opened up. Yeah. And then when he started his solo stuff, that's um, I'd play guitar with him occasionally in Sydney and Canberra and stuff like that. And yeah. Then we didn't play together for a while. Now somehow we're back together again, and nice one. been writing together and recording some stuff as well. Yeah. So there's more on the horizon with him. Oh, that's good. Um, I'm really looking forward to his set. Yeah. Because um, we had one at Cherry recently, and it was with Tommy Sunset on bass, Jared Medwin on drums, Jared Marsh on guitar, and all of us have never played together live. Wow. We had one rehearsal, which went pretty decent but then the gig is as soon as it started everyone just locked in and felt like a band that's been playing for ages yeah that's always good so that's why i would super keen for this one as well it's yeah. like although sometimes the second one you get too cocky and confident <laughs> <laughs> no i think you'll be right man yeah. i think once once you're on that stage it's it's apparently i was reading the the, the tech specs of the room um, yeah. today and apparently it's not a, a square stage it's actually a triangle Ooh. which is kind of weird but it's quite big so yeah. we're, we're fine but um yeah <laughs> dell will need a big stage <laughs> yeah 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 he's gonna be hanging from the rafters somewhere you know, he'll be some hanging point. off something yeah with his shirt off yeah of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah, <laughs> I think about, only time I ever saw him with his shirt on was when he came and did the, the interview. Yeah, yeah. you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, 
Well, yeah, that'll be great, man. I'm looking forward yeah. to that gig as well. Um, and, yeah, before we finish up as well, can you tell us um, all your socials, like where if we want to follow Bad Moonborn yeah. and your career, um, how do we do that? Uh, it's all on so Facebook, forward, .com forward slash Bad Moonborn. Yeah. We're on Instagram as well, Bad Moonborn. Uh, Spotify, it's just Bad Moonborn as well. It's all on there. It's all just... Bad Moon Born. And like you were saying before, because yeah. that was the one that... Super... You type it in anywhere, Google or anything, it'll come up with all of them. There's no... Yeah. No... Um, no clashes with no, any other yeah. bands. No. Easy. Nice one. That's it, yeah. Oh, well, thanks for coming in, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And... Um, We'll see you on the 31st. You will. And everyone else should as well. <laughs> yes, be there. It's going to be massive. It's going to be huge. See you, dude. See you, man. And that's a wrap, Sizzlers. Hey, episode 69. All done. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, give the podcast a share on social media and use that hashtag Art of Touring Podcast on Instagram and give us a follow at Art of Touring Podcast. Uh, if you are a first-time listener to the show, I hope you come on back each week and keep listening. I've got a new guest each week and uh, you are more than welcome to join the Art of Touring family. Um, now, if you'd like to get in contact with me, please, you can just email me directly. I'm very approachable, dude. Uh, just uh, email me at artoftouringpodcast at gmail.com uh, if you have any pointers um, to get the podcast more listenership. That'd be sick. If you want to come on the show, if you're listening for a while, why hasn't Sizdog reached out? I'm a muso. I listen to the show. Why hasn't he reached out? Dude, reach out to me. Dudettes, reach out to me, you know? Just reach out. You never know what might happen. I might say, yes, yeah, come on the show. It'll be great. So that'd be cool, man. I'd love to hear from you. You can listen to Art of Touring um, on iTunes, uh, Sound, uh, not SoundCloud. What am I talking about? Spotify um, and all those things. You can, you can, you know what else you can do? You can take just one moment to give the podcast a rating. Give it five stars, leave a review, all that stuff. That'd be sick. Now let's get into some plugs. On Saturday, August 31, members of the Pass Outs and the Warbirds are playing Pearl Jam's Vitalogy in its entirety for the 25th anniversary of the album. Uh, it's only a couple of short weeks away, so uh, get your tickets now. We're putting on this epic show at the Corner Hotel in Richmond. As I said, tickets are on sale through their website, so log on, grab your tickets before they're all gone. Uh, and, uh, you know, seriously, you don't want to miss out. Supporting us on the night are a lot now of Art of Touring alumni. Uh, we've got Julian James, Nick Ivkovich, their band, The Millionaires Club. They play exclusively, wrestl exclusively wrestling theme songs. We've also got Della Coma um, and the, the, the guest list of, of uh, artists that have appeared on the show are growing by week. Uh, and that uh, we've had Jared Menwood on the show. Now we've had Voya and Della Coma himself. So there's three members of the band that you'll get to see at the corner on Saturday, August 31st. And also, let's not forget the actual band who's putting on the night, the Pearl Jam Tribute. Uh, we've got Pass Outs. Frank's been on the show. Uh, we've got uh, Troy on guitar. He's been on the show. And we've got Austin from last week as well. He'll be there as well. 
So if you want to rub shoulders with past guests of the Art of Touring, then come down to the gig. That's all you got to do. That's August 31st, Saturday, Corner Hotel. Tickets are available. Available right now. Oh, that's all from this week. Before I go, I do have a couple more shout-outs. Shout-out to Chris Wall, man. His design work is out of control, and it is the artwork for the show. You can follow him on Instagram at Mr. Wall. Spelt W-A-H-L. That's Mr. M-R and then Wall W-A-H-L. Big thanks to my guest this week, Voya of Bad Moon Born and Dalacoma. Uh, be sure to check out his band's social media profiles. Just search for Bad Moon Born on all the platforms and they will pop right up. Uh, and remember to catch Voya fulfilling guitar duties live on Saturday, August 31st at the Corner Hotel with Dalacoma. Uh, that's all from me this week. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time for another episode of The Art of Touring with the Sizzdog. Oh, wow, wow. And remember, this week's podcast was brought to you by Soul Glow. Just let your soul glow, baby. Welcome everyone, you are listening to the Art of Touring podcast, I'm back at Laneway Studios here in glorious Abbotsford and tonight, today, this morning, this afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, you'll be grace, uh, uh, old mate, Voya is gracing here, oh man, I've got to do that again, that was yeah. shit. What do you want me to call you as well? Oh, Sizzdog. Sizzdog? Because yeah. I heard everyone saying Sizzdog, I was yeah. like, I've only known you as David. <laughs> so, alright, Sizzdog. Yeah, Sizz is good, Dave right. is fine, I don't mind. Sizz. Yeah, Sizz is I good like too. Sizz. Yeah, yeah. Alright, I'll try that one more time. That'll be good for the blooper reel at the end of the pod. Yeah, yeah. beautiful.